It's a fairly recent invention. Nevertheless, we couldn't imagine our lives without it. It's a tool that can educate, inform, and even distract us. Call it what you will. I call it convenient. Having everything at your fingertips, everything you could possibly imagine, is just a click away. It's not only used to do business. It's used to connect us with our loved ones. But most importantly, it shrinks our world, making it a much smaller place. We're going to cruise down the information superhighway in today's episode. Join us as we untangle the World Wide Web on FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome to this, the fifth episode. I can't believe it. We made it. Lo hemos logrado. Five episodes. Five is a nice number. The fifth episode. I hope you guys are enjoying all the previous episodes. In fact, based on Pasado En, based on your feedback, it seems like you guys are really getting a kick out of the episodes. And to get a kick out of something is you enjoy it. You have a good time with it. And I hope that you're not just having a good time, but you're learning about a lot of different topics that maybe you didn't know about before. So before we go on, this is all possible because as you know, I produce this podcast from start to finish on my own time in my spare time, Tiempo Libre, which I don't really have. I could not do that without your support. So a big shout out to our patrons, our super duper students, Boris and Lolis, and also our interstellar students, Aina, Carmen, Diana, and Pilar. Thank you so much, guys, and all the rest of my patrons as well for making this possible. If you guys are interested and you love the work I do and you want to give me a hand and help me, support me and what I do. So if you want to support me, it's real simple. Go over to my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And there you'll find there's all different options available for as little as 10 cents a day. You can get a bonus second part to this weekly podcast. And for 10 euros a month, you can get PDFs with the vocabulary. And in every episode, we're talking about over 250 vocabulary words and idiomatic expressions. So if you're interested and you want to become one of our patrons and join our exclusive online community of curious cats, yeah, cats, gente curiosa, curious cats, well, you can join us and it's quite simple. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And thank you so much to all of you who are supporting on whatever level, even if it's just going over to iTunes and giving this podcast a five-star rating and telling everybody why you like FYI for your English. Everything helps, and I thank you for anything you could do to keep this podcast going. Well, let's get into today's show. Uh, it's something that, in fact, we wouldn't be able to be connected right now if it weren't for today's topic, and I'm talking about internet. Or as some people say in my country, internet. A lot of times, nos comemos la te. We say internet. I'm going to connect to the internet. The. And we use el artículo, the, the definite article, the internet. So today we're going to talk about the internet or the internet as some Americans say it. Let's take a look at our intro because the intros are chock full of, repleto de, they're chock full of different vocabulary words that I think you should know. 
it's not a mistake. The words I use, I use on purpose, so later we can look at them at the beginning of the show. So it's a fairly recent invention. Now, fairly is relatively, relativamente. It's a fairly recent invention. Nevertheless, now nevertheless is no obstante in Spanish. You can say nevertheless or nonetheless. We couldn't imagine our lives, no podríamos imaginar nuestras vidas, without it. And think about that. I mean, when did the internet come out? Oh, you're not sure? Don't worry. We're going to look at all that stuff today on the show. But first, this key information we need to know. So could you? Let's add, let me ask you that. Could you imagine your life right now without internet? You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You wouldn't be watching this video. You wouldn't be subscribed on Patreon or following me on Instagram or any of that stuff. No, it wouldn't be possible. We wouldn't even be connected. We would probably not even know of each other. So that's how important it is. Just right now to make this moment happen, we need that internet. And it's not something that's been around for a long time. Now, if something has been around, lleva mucho tiempo por ahí. This has not been around for a long time. It's a fairly recent invention. And as I said, it's a tool, una herramienta, a tool that can educate. Let's look at the pronunciation. It's not educate, it's edge, like edge, like el borde, educate. So it's a tool that can educate, right? You guys are using it for educational purposes right now. You're learning English and you're learning about the internet. It can be used to inform. Look, that's FYI. This podcast is used to educate and inform. There you go. You're doing both. You're checking both off the list. And even distract us. And believe it or not, we all need a little distraction from time to time. We need to be distracted. So it's not all about productivity. It's not all about, you know, learning. Sometimes we just want to watch cat videos on YouTube. <laughs> or baby videos, right? Then I said, call it what you will. Llámalo lo que quieras. Call it what you will. I call it convenient, cómodo. Now, comfortable is cómodo más de, hmm, this is a comfortable chair, but something that you don't have to make too much of an effort, like Amazon, things like this, that's convenient, ese cómodo. Then I said you have everything at your fingertips, a tu alcance, you have everything at your fingertips. It's a good expression to write down. And it's just one click away. So you don't even have to make too much of an effort. You just have to click and you can buy concert tickets. You can buy a trip around the world. You can sign up for an English class. You can make a new friend. I mean, just think of how many different things you can do with one click. Como decimos, está a un click. It's just one click away. And then I said it's not only used to do business. Now, I did this on purpose because I've heard a lot of my students say, make business. We say to do business. So remember that one because for some reason, I know make and do can be confusing and it doesn't always make sense. But this one is always do business. I tell my students, remember this, if you do business, you'll make money. And this way you remember one is do and one is make. So of course, business transactions are happening all over the world. How many times... Have you bought something on the internet in the past week or in the past month? So there's tons of business going on. But aside from the business stuff, too, it's also connecting families and loved ones, which for me, that's just as important, I think, if not more important than the business aspect. My father has not met his granddaughter yet. 
right? We were supposed to go to New York. We couldn't go. We had to call off the trip. To call off is cancelar, to cancel or to call off the trip. So in the meantime, mientras tanto, we've been connecting thanks to FaceTime, thanks to internet, thanks to modern technology that, that 30 years ago wasn't around. This is all recent stuff. You know, when we look at the big picture, I love this one, the big picture, when we look at everything, the total, right? The big picture is the expression in English. So for me, especially because my loved ones, my folks, otra forma de decir padres, my folks live in the United States. They live, as we call it, across the proverbial pond, el charco, the pond. So... I don't have money to buy plane tickets because that's another thing that connected the world. Before the internet, the world was connected by ships, by sea, right? Then they said, well, we got to get faster. We got to be able to cross. Okay, and so then they said, planes, let's do planes. They invented the planes. What happened after that? They said, oh, we got to go faster. We got to go faster. Okay, telephone. Okay, now we can instantly share voice. Oh, wow, this is good. No. We've got to go faster. And that's how it worked. And now, in the same way aviation or the automobile has connected the world, the Internet has done the same thing. When you think about that, it, it's pretty fascinating. It's pretty mind-blowing, which is the popular adjective these days. It's mind-blowing. So for me, yeah, doing business, it's great that you can be sitting in your pajamas closing a deal, right? To close a deal or to seal a deal is cerrar una operación. So that's great. It's convenient. I don't have to put on a suit and go into an office and show you a presentation. I say, are you interested? This is the price. This, And we can do business. But more importantly, I can connect with my parents in real time, with my folks, my aunts, my uncles. And even though we're separated by the Atlantic Ocean, it makes it feel a lot smaller. And then the next word I used, which is very appropriate here, it shrinks the world. It shrinks the Atlantic Ocean. To shrink is encoger. And it made the world, like the airplane, like all these predecessors to the internet, it made the world a smaller place, a more manageable place. And so then I said, we're going to cruise down. Now to cruise is eh, pasear. Tom Cruise likes to cruise it's not just crucero, but also if you cruise around, it's not una vuelta. So today we're going to cruise down the information superhighway. Now, I remember when it first came out, that's how old I am. I remember when internet came out. Kids, ha, ha, ha. Como se dice en inglés, I'm dating myself. Demostrando mi edad. I'm dating myself by telling you, I remember before the days of internet. <laughs> well, we used to call it the information superhighway. La super autovía de información. Now, nobody really calls it that anymore. In fact, some people called it the net. It's not called the net. We call it the internet. For some reason, hay muchas abreviaturas en internet, pero esa no. The internet. We're going to take a deeper look today at this worldwide web. And a web makes sense. The worldwide web. Speaking of abbreviations, that's a crazy one. W It's harder... You, you guys do it. I want you to do this listening right now. If you're watching the video, do this. Is it harder to say WWW or World Wide Web? For me, WWW. So you know you have a problem when the abbreviation is harder to say than the actual word. <laughs> the World Wide Web, WWW. Now, I've got to tell you something. We don't use it very much anymore because people know it. So you don't say, 
Oh, what's your website? It's www.albertoalonso.com. Redundant, not necessary. Albertoalonso.com. Speaking of, this week I launched my new website and I'd love for you guys to stop by and take a look. It's just a place where I've organized photos, videos, uh, classes, uh, all kinds of things, podcasts, and you guys can find all these English learning materials. It's albertoalonso.com and you can check it out today. Uh, yeah, just launched. Hmm, was this done on purpose? I don't know. I want to go back though. I want to go back to this word World Wide Web. Because a web is something that a spider, right? A spider makes a web, a spider web. I know you say a Spiderman, but my ears bleed when you say that. It's Spiderman, and it's called a spider web, what they make. You say telaraña, right? Telaraña. We're going to untangle the World Wide Web. Now, I chose the word untangle on purpose. Because when something is tangled, it's what you say, eh, enredado, tangled. So if we untangle, desenredamos. So we're going to untangle. You see what I did there? I choose these words on purpose so I can teach you these, what I call ideas. I, I prefer to look at a, at a word as an idea or a concept. But once you understand the idea of tangle, then you can untangle something. And it can be a rope, una cuerda, but it can also be, let's untangle this and see what happened to get to the bottom of this. No? Ver lo que, lo que ocurrió, lo que pasó, is a way you would express that idea in Spanish. So let's untangle the World Wide Web. When did this thing start? What if I told you the 1950s? You're thinking, no, no. Dude, I remember sending my first email. It was like the 80s or something, right? The 50s? What are you, nuts? Well, guys, you got to remember, internet just didn't pop up. Internet relied on, se apoyó en, existing technologies as well. So we could not have had Internet without telecommunication satellites, right? Without things that are going over the earth connecting it. So we go to 1957. That's right. We have to rewind. That's right. Rewind to 1957 when a little satellite you might have heard of called Sputnik was launched by the former, right, former anteriormente, the former Soviet Union. So it didn't start with, you know, the day they said, okay, well, now we finally got a connection. No, it started when technology started developing in the telecommunications industry in general. So Sputnik was a huge step to making internet possible, even though when you see the internet timelines... You're, you don't see that, <laughs> you know? They don't talk very much about Sputnik. They start with, you know, 1961, which we'll go there in a minute. But first, I want to stop in 1958. So the Russians, or the Soviets at that time, as they were called, they launched Sputnik in 1957. Well, of course, the United States had to have their response, su respuesta. And uh, they created something called ARPA. Now, what does ARPA stand for? ¿Qué significa? ARPA stands for Advanced Research Projects Agency. It was a direct response to Sputnik. And they started working on projects. As you can see, research de investigación. Research es investigación y hacer investigación is to do research. See, there's another make and do. It's 50-50. This one's do research. We don't make research. So we do business. 
We do research and we make money if we're lucky. <laughs> si tenemos suerte. So 1958 was a big year too because the modem was something also a predecessor that was used for phones and other technology. This modem was developed by Bell Labs. Laboratorios, Laboratorios, Bell, Bell Labs. And then 1961 was the next big year. Now, I got to say something. We could literally do a whole series on milestones in internet. But, you know, we're just going to go over some of the, the key things, the things that I wanted to point out for one reason or another. In 1961, a guy named Leonard Kleinrock came up with this idea of packet switching. And it was a way to send packets of information. And then in 1962, see, none of this, no internet yet, but these are all things that had to be there for the internet to work. So in 1962, MIT, you say meet, we don't, we say MIT, the very famous, the very reputable school, MIT. Well, this guy was a big guy, a scientist. Now remember this, un científico is a scientist. Scientific is the adjective. So a scientist applies the scientific method. Well, this scientist was very, very, very important. His name was Licklitter. And he came up with, now to come up with, we use that with ideas. So he had the idea, but it would be more normal to say he came up with the idea for a global computer network. Una red, a network. And he shared that idea with... Are you ready? I need a drum roll here. He shared that idea with... That's right. The people over at the Defense Advanced Research Project... At ARPA. That's right. He contacted his friends at ARPA. He goes, I got this idea. And they loved the idea. And, well, they started working on it. Then we fast forward to 1966, and ARPA created something called the ARPANET. Okay, so this is five years later after they had, been, they had received this suggestion from their friend. Five years later, they said, okay, we've got something over here. And they created this research program, which was the foundation of today's internet. So a lot of people might have heard of this before, ARPANET, because it was kind of, as we said before, a predecessor. But think of how many years they worked on that. Remember, in the United States, R&D, I más de, is very, very important. There's a lot of money allocated to R&D. Look at that. Five years, you know, since they were given the idea and they worked on it with some of the greatest scientists from some of the greatest institutions, and they still, you know, didn't have something tangible yet. Then 1969, something really important happened. The physical interface message processor. Now, yeah, I don't get it either. I'm, I don't know much about IT. Cuidado, en inglés no existe la palabra informática, informatics. I've heard people say, I work in informatics. No, no, no. We say, I work in IT. And this was the first time a network connected four nodes, four different sectors, four nodes. And those nodes were at the University of California at Los Angeles, SRI in Stanford, the University of California, Santa Barbara, and the University of Utah. And you know what happened? They failed. 
Yeah, that's right. I know, I know. What? They failed? Well, guys, most inventions don't go on the first go. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, it takes, you know, trial and error. You've heard of this. It's the process of trying different things until you come up with what works. And the first communication didn't work. The computers crashed. Uh, se congelaron, I think you say in Spanish, right? They crashed and... Instead of sending the word log in, which log in is meterte en tu cuenta, to log in, the only letters it sent was the first two letters, L-O. So there's a good lesson to be learned. The guy, if those guys said, well, we failed, and they gave up, se dieron por vencido, we wouldn't have internet today. But they said, no, 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 no. Let's try it again. And we have an idiom in English, if at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. Right, puedes poner los tries que quieras ahí. And they did. They tried again, and eventually it worked. 1972, another big year. Email. That's right. Ray Tomlinson says, well, we got to have a way to contact people and, you know, organize it. Like addresses. Remember, there's a false friend. Una dirección is not my direction. It's my address. So it's your email address. And that's when they decided to use the at symbol. Arroba. At. I don't even think I knew what this symbol was when I was a kid because nobody used it until 1972 when they said, okay, user at host. And that now is still used to this day uh, to uh, in anybody's email address. You'll see that at. And I always tell people, if you don't know how to say arroba at, well, how can you tell somebody your email address or your Twitter handle? Right, Tu nombre en Twitter is called your handle. On Facebook or on, on social media, it's called your handle. The same word as asa. Right? It's a good double trouble. Right, Words that have double meanings. So 1972. Uh, we're going to take a look at those symbols, by the way. I just looked at at. we got to look at how to say guion bajo, barra, all of these things. We're going to look at those in the second part of the show today. Uh, we've got to finish up right now, though. We've got a few more things. 1974. 1974, Vincent Cerf. Now, his name is not spelt like shh, like somebody who's surfing. No. I think it's a good good point to teach you navegar. Navegar por internet is to surf the internet. Now, Vincent Cerf, spelt differently, published a protocol for packet network interconnection. And you're thinking, and? So what? Ike? Well, that's where the term internet was coined for the first time. Acuñado. It was coined for the first time. Fast forward to 1985, the first domain name. That's right. The first registered domain name. It was Symbolics.com, right? Punto is dot. Symbolics.com. That was March 15th, 1985. At this point, the internet was still a small community of scientists and university people using it to connect to each other. But when did we get on board? Well, 1991. 1991, the guy they call the father of the internet, Tim Berners-Lee, uh, decided to come up with the World Wide Web. He said, well, let's make something that everybody can connect to all over the world, and we'll open it up. It won't just be for scientists. It'll be for the general public. 
Tim Berners-Lee said, let's do this. And that's where the World Wide Web, which as I said, is I think it's easier to say that than WWW. 1991. And many more advances. As I said, we probably skipped. Nos saltamos varias, I'm sure. But there's so much history around the internet. And we're going to look at some other things now in the second part, along with useful vocabulary. In fact, in the second part of the show, we're going to look at what beer and sharks have in common with the internet. Yeah, you heard me right. Beer and sharks. We're also going to look at the first thing purchased on the internet as well. That and we're going to learn a lot of useful vocabulary around this topic and much, much more. If you guys are interested, remember, subscribe on Patreon and you'll have access to this bonus content every single week. All right, guys, that's the end of the first part of today's FYI. <laughs>